All right, it's NBA talk time, and who better than my boy Jules Jock, uh, sports producer uh, for many different uh, places and establishments. But uh, for this particular show, we want to talk NBA, and he has a lot of experience with the NBA. Jules, how you doing, buddy? What's going on? Uh, I'm great, man, and I, I thank you for the compliment. I can think of a lot of people better, but uh, I was available. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Jules, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll call you next week. All right, you take care of yourself and uh, enjoy uh, your evening. <laughs> thanks, man. Great show. All right, man. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jules, man. Some craziness is going on, and you know uh, the first round is over. The NBA playoffs. Uh, the the bubble troubles kind of moving on to the second round, and we'll get into that conversation in a minute. Uh, but news out of Brooklyn, uh, where you reside. Uh, Brooklyn Nets uh, decided decided to hire who 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 did they hire Jules? I'm, I'm very confused. Who 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 did I, who did Brooklyn hire? I did not have this in my bingo card for 2020. I had I don't think anybody had a clue about this. If they did, they're lying. Steve Nash, Steve Nash, the new head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Um. And honestly, I have mixed feelings about this. Go ahead, man. Also- share. This is a safe, safe place, all right? Nobody's listening. Right. We're, we're good. You, you can share your thoughts and feelings about this hire. Uh, pretty much coming out of nowhere. What I should have done before we did the show was check to see if uh, if Nash was on the Vegas board at all because Vegas knows things before we do. I doubt that Nash was on the board, but that was something that I should have checked out. Anyway, go ahead. My first re- look, I love Steve Nash. I love Steve Nash as a player. I love Steve Nash as a person that I've never met. Summers, he spends summers wandering around New York, pops up on stage left and right. Every last one of my friends has had a drink with Steve Nash, except for me. Hey, he, he hangs in Brooklyn, person. right? Yeah. Somehow I'm the one person who's not there. You know? They, <laughs> Every time. They, they don't like you, Jules. They don't. I'm concerned for this, right? And not for the same reasons, not because he has no head coaching experience. We've seen that before plenty of times, right? Magic, that didn't necessarily end well, but Magic Johnson didn't have head coaching experience. Steve Kerr didn't have head coaching experience. Jason Kidd, the list goes on, right? Yes. So it's not necessarily about that. Even Mark Jackson, which was one of the names that uh, was rumored to be about this job and many others, and we'll get into Mark in a second, but just to piggyback on what you're talking about, that there's been plenty of first-time head coaches uh, in the league. Yes, there have been. Uh, it's a bit unique because I think Brooklyn is with its superstars, uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant. I think this is a win now. Everybody expects them to win now. This is not a rebuilding stage for the Nets at all. Um, the expectations of a Hall of Fame coach in a big city like New York, the biggest market in the world, are always just really tough. And I don't think he's going to get any sort of benefit of doubt that he's going to get roasted if the Nets don't play up to expectations. Um, I think it's one of the big reasons why I don't know if I want Mark Jackson to be a head coach, especially of the Nets, because it's a story that can just, it can never end well, right? It's like Don Mattingly coaching the Yankees. It's just the expectations are so high. Messier coaching the Rangers. Expectations would be so high. There's no way that it could end well. Yeah. At all. Um, he could be great. He, 
I, I hope he does well. Brooklyn deserves a winner more than anything right now. I'm pulling for him. I'm rooting for him. Uh, sure, there are a list of coaches that are available that are probably better suited for the job, but uh, it is what it is. I would like to see one of the Van Gundys. Would have been great. A Fizdale. I would have been great. Becky Hammond has coaching chops. I think she would have been great. And, she's, and this- she's overdue. And and she's she's a coach that's been waiting, that's paid her dues, and has has learned from arguably one of the greatest NBA uh, minds, uh, coaches, uh, down there in San Antonio. And it's only a matter of time, at least we hope. And maybe, maybe I'm being naive, thinking that we're – being a little bit more progressive and that we can look past um, sexism uh, for this job. But like I said, maybe I'm a little bit naive in, uh, in that uh, aspect. I think we probably all are a bit to a degree, but she's ready. And funny enough, her mentor was rumored for this job as well. Right. Popovich was rumored or at the very least, I mean, who wouldn't be interested, but the Nets were very interested in bringing him in and his house in San Antonio is on the market. Yes. No, 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 Jules, 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 Jules. That ain't a house. That's a (laughs) mansion. Anyone that hasn't seen this little house on the prairie has got to check this thing out. This thing is, it is all the business. So, yes, this little house uh, for sale, that is an understatement. (laughs) (laughs) His million-dollar listings, I should have properly referred to it as yeah whoever sells that house is going to make some cash just selling the house on 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 the on the interest and everything else so anyway we digress um but yeah uh listen a lot of coaches uh who would love this job steve nash is on the guy look jacques vaughn i felt deserved a chance to coach this team i agree with you 100 percent, man that that (laughs) dude listen First off, he's another guy, right? You know that has paid his dues. He's been on a lot of uh, coaching staffs. He's been on. He's been with some great coaches, and the fact that he got an opportunity to pretty much take uh, you, me, and Spencer Dinwiddie down to the bubble and play well and compete and beat teams that you know you would say they shouldn't have beaten. Um, I thought he deserved a shot and. It's just, it's unfortunate. The rumor is, right, and that's what it is right now, that he is going to stay on the staff. He's going to get paid. He's going to stay on the staff uh, with Steve Nash, which bodes well for Nash, right, to have uh, someone like that on his staff. Um, and then the other the other, you know, conversation that has come up was that this was a Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, handpicked coach. Now, I mean, we're 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 looking from afar, but that's what was being said. If that's the case, and you're letting these players pick the coaches, and kind of you know chickens running the hen house kind of deal, does that bode well for the future of Brooklyn? And will Steve Nash have any authority over them when it's time to say, "Hey, I've got to put my foot down." Hey, we're not doing this. I need you to do X, Y, and Z. Why don't you go take, uh, you know, why don't you take your butt down the, the down the bench and uh, sit down for a few minutes and think about what you did? Is he going to have any kind of authority uh, when those situations come, you know, occur? Authority is absolutely the wrong word. I don't think any coach has 
authority in this league. I mean, look, players get paid way too much money for anybody to have authority over them, right? Um, we would hope that he would have some sort of what's the word I'm looking for, Will? Uh, some sort of sway, some sort of like respect, maybe just the respect, you know, just common yes. respect to be like, listen, yeah. you, you need to go sit down. Yes, uh, uh, look, here's the deal. Um, he will have that at first, especially while the team's winning, because everything is great when the team is winning. When a team is not winning, everything goes to shit, right? Look, yep. Kyrie, if th- th- his biggest issue is going to be kind of, a, I don't like the word appease, but just keeping Kyrie happy to a degree, right? I don't think we've seen Kyrie happy in any situation on any team that he's been on. Have we? Celtics, was he happy? No, he wanted out of uh, Boston. I can see why Boston as a city can be pretty unforgiving. Yes. Especially if you're a black athlete. Yes. Uh, Cleveland, he was the man. Then LeBron James came back home. He that was, that no was probably the, the only time that, if you had to guess what his temperament was, that was probably the only time because it was his show. And even though they were losing, uh, everything ran through Kyrie. That was his team. Yeah, but then LeBron and they were winning, and he wasn't happy. Won a championship and wasn't happy, right? So it's it's going to be tough. And so, so I, I guess the question is, is going to be next year or next season, which will be in about three weeks, is <laughs> has Kyrie grown up? Because I think that's what we're talking about, right? That That's some of the things that, that – that we gain as we get older and as we mature, uh, that we have a better understanding. Um, when it comes down to the the last shot of the game, Kyrie's going to want to take it, and you know KD's going to want to take it. So it's going to be really interesting to see who's going to defer, how much respect there there is between one another and the coach. And but we we need to see if some growing up has happened. If not, it's going to be a very interesting. Uh, 2020-2021 season. It will be. I mean, look, you've got two guys here who can create their own shot, who can make their own shot, and and it'll make the big shot, right? So I don't think it's as much of a situation as was with Westbrook and Durant because Durant, I mean, Westbrook seemingly is always out of control, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, Kyrie is always in control, no matter best handle in the league. Yes. Can get a shot off whenever he wants. So I think it plays differently then, you know, apparently these guys actually want to play together. Um, you can't stop Durant. I don't care if he's coming off an injury. Look, it'll, it'll take him some time, I think, to get back, to get comfortable, wind and all. But he's still a seven-foot change jump shooter who can still run the floor. You can't stop him. You'll never be able to stop him. That that's the big thing right there. I I think if he was a type of player like uh, Antetokounmpo, where he has to rely on getting to the basket, using athleticism, uh, being strong, and, and playing that type of game, I think coming back from an Achilles injury, I've torn my Achilles. It is a uh, long process. Um, you know, I've gotten back to playing basketball and running and doing those things, but it is not the same. You know, you lose a little something, and besides that, I'm I'm older, <laughs> so that's one thing to do with it. But for someone like Kevin Durant that can get his, 
just by pulling up from anywhere, from the elbow, from the three, from baseline or anything like that. You know, going to the hole is just extra for him. You know, he's he's such a good shooter that's going to benefit a player coming off of such a, a serious injury like that compared to another player that relies on athleticism and getting to the getting to the hoop. I may ask you a question, Will. What kind of offense do you think the Nets run with uh, Steve Nash as the head coach? Well, you know, if we, I don't know if the if he's going to dust off the seven seconds or less kind of offense that they ran in Phoenix. I mean, if that's the case, I'm all for it because I'm going to be thoroughly entertained. Um, they do have one, they will have one of the deepest uh, benches uh, in the league by far with all the players that they have and these two all-stars, uh, superstars coming back. But I, to answer your question, I really don't know. I don't know if they're going to do a hybrid or, or what they're going to do, but it, it'll be fascinating. What, what are your thoughts on that? Well, look, he, Steve Nash kind of adopted that run and gun style. Well, who was his coach? D'Antoni. D'Antoni. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, We're looking at a referendum again on this style of play. Yes. Um, We'll get there in a second. But if James Harden doesn't actually make a defensive play, the greatest defensive play of his freaking career, uh, I think D'Antoni is fired. (laughs) I don't think D'Antoni makes it past today. I think he's gone if they don't get out of the first round. Um, All that to say is analytics, small ball, all this stuff seems to have its place, but it's not necessarily winning a championship. All right. I, I can Boy. see I can see him maybe running something like Golden State did with Durant. That type of offense, uh, where if it's there, you kind of press it and if not, then kind of run the offense because you've got so many creators and shooters on your team, I think that would be beneficial to him than trying to run something like the seven sec. Because I mean, going back to Houston, besides this year, right. But just going back to the, the losses they had, especially to the warriors when they were up and they had a, a, an opportunity to put them away. All they had to do was, mm-hmm. you know, a layup, a two point shot, you know, anything besides just chucking threes all over the place. So anyway, go ahead. Look, you, you, you've got, Again, someone like Durant, who we know feels like, listen, when it's time to get a shot, you just get him the ball and get out of the way. No yep. one's going to stop him one-on-one. No. Seen Toronto, they went out last year, you look at Kawhi Leonard. He's he's not the analytics guy. When it's time to get a bucket, he's going to a spot, mid-range, whatever, he's getting you that bucket. You need players in the playoffs. Look, all this analytics and everything seems to work great in the regular season, but in the playoffs... Sometimes you just need guys who can get down in the paint and get you a bucket, whether it's the mid-range game, nobody likes it. You know, the the jump shot from the foul line is no longer sexy, but guess what? It gets you buckets, and it's winning and championships. Yeah, just Toronto last year. Toronto last year? Yeah. Look who's in prime position right now to do it right now. The Lakers and the Clippers are our favorites. Right, Boston coming out of the East. Yeah, which look fantastic right now. Which, yeah, they they look great. They've all have the ability to just get buckets. They're not chucking up a bunch of shots from behind the three point line. And honestly, I mean, we kind of saw it yesterday. I don't think a team like Houston has the legs 
to be to be able to uh, you know to withstand uh, another five, six, seven, another seven game series. Forget it. They just don't have. They're just so undersized. There's no way. They're undersized and they're not great shooters. They they are streaky shooters, right? I mean, yes. you know, we we see it all the time. Um, and by the way, listen. <sighs> You know, the whole conversation with Harden being, you know, the type of great player. The dude could get buckets, the big games. He don't have, as we say, the cojones to step up to the moment. He is just he is just not equipped for that type of pressure. And that's okay. That's that's all right. But you have to understand that you have to put players around him that are okay with that. Kyrie Give it to me, Durant. Give it to me. I've got, mm-hmm. I've got no qualms about it. I mean, Kyrie, you know, pretty much beat the Warriors with that shot and the way he played, and and he's just not afraid of the moments. I just think for all of the greatness that Harden is, as far as the way he scores the basket, um, he's just that when the moment is big, when that light is brighter, and just imagine if they were fans. I mean, he oh. was shrieking already. Imagine if there were fans, what would have happened? Forget about it. I, I, I think he's gone if there's fans. All right, so let's let's talk about that game. Uh, the Rockets beat uh, the Thunder. They advanced. They, uh, they have now just the glory of playing the Lakers and LeBron and AD. But before we even talk about that, um, you know, what were, what were your thoughts on that game seven? Um <sighs> Yeah. Listen, we were te- we were texting in the final minutes of that game, the final seconds of that game. Um, yeah, we won't mention what we were texting. <laughs> no, no, we won't. All I have to say is, and I think Mark Jackson said it best, probably twice in both inbound plays. It, it, he he so did like, say it twice. Yes, lob the ball to Stephen Adams. He's under the basket. There's nobody around him. I don't. I'm so I I couldn't understand. I still don't understand. Like, so is like that on Donovan? The, I mean, it, it, that has to be on the coach, right? I, well, let, let's start with the first one. Let, let's start with the first one, right? Before yep. the before the foul and the miss foul. So let's start there. Okay. If it's if it's not on Donovan, which I don't see how. I it seems like he drew up something awesome at that point. Who was inbounding the ball? Just send it. Just send it. Yep. There was no one within. You know. Adams had to steal. There was no one. Covington's over by the three-point line. There's no one there to defend him. Yeah. At, at worst, he gets fouled and has to hit free throws. But he's looking. Stephen Adams is a strong dude. There, near seven footer. That's a dunk. I don't understand how. I is, is it the curse of Chris Paul? I'm not sure. I don't understand how that happens. Then there's a foul on the inbounds and missed the free throw. The next play, again, dive, dive to the basket. Why is Stephen Adams coming towards the ball in traffic? And then we saw how that played out. That was atrocious. <laughs> Listen, even before that, it was terrible. Uh, you know, um, the way Harden played on the other end uh, wasn't well offensively. And then Chris Paul came down. He had the ball in his hands. And made a pass that was almost a turnover. Um, I, I've got a problem with that. You know, even before we get to all this, I, you know, I had a problem with the officiating, you know, with the delay of game call, which I thought was ridiculous. But going back to the play itself, 
Chris Paul, man. You waited all year to get back at them. This is revenge tour, and you passed it up right there. I need you to get to the hole. I need you to create a foul. I need you to take a shot. I don't want to see you pass it to one of these guys on your team. No disrespect, a bunch of no-names. Yeah, listen. Uh, I agree with you 100% there. Look, Dor- oh, is it... Uh- uh, Dort. Yep, yep. L- Lugens Dort, the, yep. the, the, the new the new pride of uh, Haiti. Uh, yeah, yeah. Had had a hell of a game. Another Canadian a having game. a great game. Mm-hmm. However, at crunch time, at that point, he is not the person I'm looking to take that three point the shot to win it. Credit to Harden, he got out there. He elevated. He blocked. He greatest defensive player of his career, right? And at a time when his team needed it the most cuz again Dean Nah, man, he took advantage of he took advantage of a, a a rookie that only spent 1 year in college. Anybody else does a pump fake, he goes flying in the air, he waits for him to come down, he jumps into him, goes to the free throw uh to the free throw line for three shots. He got lucky that that was the player because anybody else would have just, he had him up in the air. There, there was no reason. He would have came crashing down on him because, you know, these guys jump into you when you come flying. So, uh, you know, uh, I don't know about I, I don't, uh, Yeah, he got away with it. I don't it. know. It's, uh, he got lucky. These are, these are guys who play against each other during the summer, right? Also, yeah. they're both Arizona State products, so they know each other. Rookie, though. Very rookie. well, apparently. One year. Yes. At school, rookie. I mean, this is not a a, a senior that great graduated out of there, man. This is a one and done, and is playing in a playoff game and balling, leading all scores and points in a game seven. I mean, that's it's a bit much to ask. He already he already cashed in at by halftime. He had already cashed in. Say, yo, I did my part. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, man. Just Chris Paul. Uh, you know who else is out here, man? Let's. It's time for y'all to take over, man. We need Chris Paul to be Chris Paul. You know, Chris Paul had a good game, but he didn't have the type of game that you wanted to see from him in the game seven. No, he didn't. Uh, and I would like to see him take the last shot, even if it's contested. But listen, I mean, Harden's reputation is not that of uh, someone who plays defense. So you're gonna get to the guy, you're gonna get the ball to the person who's open and hot, and I, you live with that, right? Do you expect Harden to make that play ever? No. Uh, <laughs> so, no. so you no. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so if you're playing the percentages, you live with that. Uh, it also is, you know, is one of the few guys on the floor that Harden's actually taller than. It is what it is, man. It was just disappointing to see the way this, the game went down. Um, I was really uh, 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 hold on. Dis- disappointing for us because we were rooting for Chris Paul. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. It, it was disappointing for us, but you know, even as a, as you know, listen, as a fan, as a basketball fan, you want to see that shot, man. You want to, you want to see the game winning shot, and just the last minute and a half really get just got sloppy with, with the turnovers, and you know, and it just, it, it just wasn't well played basketball toward the end of the game after a tremendous. Uh, back and forth series and OKC not wanting to go away and extending the game, extending the series. I just wanted, I just wanted, I had a great cake. The frosting was delicious. We put a little caramel on it. Um, you know, if we're going back to the, the, the back of the days, I'm putting some rainbow sprinkles and I'm waiting for the cherry and I didn't get the damn cherry. And so I'm complaining, but I'm very happy with the whole meal. <laughs> 
I'm very happy. I got the waffle cone. I'm very happy with the waffle cone. I, I got everything, but the cherry, like I just walked out the store. She forgot to put the cherry on. And I was just like, after the fact that I walked out, I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Forget it. So that's what happened. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> I, let me just say this. I'm not a fan of Houston Rockets basketball. Just not a fan. I the dribble, dribble. Did, dribble, did you dribble, like? Dribble. Did you like D'Antoni when he was with the Knicks? No, okay. I hated D'Antoni with the Knicks. Okay, right. So, so maybe there's a little bias there. No, uh, no, no. There's no bias. I I agree with you. I, I I hate the brand of basketball, and I hate the brand of basketball that Harden plays. Which I know ninety percent of the fans are probably kill us with some some you know comment like that. I just don't like the dribble, 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 like you just said, right? Just dribble, re- dribble, reiterating. Dribble, 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 dribble. Yep. Step back, three. Yeah, yeah, three. Um, step, step, step back. <laughs> step, 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 step back. Steps, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or the flop, or the lean in, or the rip through uh-huh. uh, where your hands are sticking out, which is genius. Oh, yeah. You know, your hands are out to the side, and uh, it goes into your hands and rips it through, and uh, he goes to the, the free throw line, which I think defenders are doing a much better job. And we'll see how the Lakers series goes against Houston, who's going to defend him, which I think is going to be really interesting. I, I think. I think he's going to have an easier time because this kid played him great. I mean, I, this kid played him fantastic, fantastic side. The hands were always to the side. They were out of the way. He didn't he lunge. Did. I mean, he just, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when, back in the day when I was coaching my son's basketball team and, you know, you spend all these years playing with kids and you're just like, move your feet, move your feet, move your feet. And you're doing these drills. And you got them going backwards, sideways, and then to the left, mm-hmm. sideways, to the right side. And they're going backwards. You know, one hand to the side, the other one hand up, right? And then when you go another way, you, you flip-flop. And, you know, you yep. don't reach. You keep your hands back. You know, like you, you try to teach these kids. And I don't know where this defense goes. I don't know if this is being taught anymore, right? <laughs> it's hard to see the good defense anymore. But he played them fantastic. And, and just kudos to him. I, I hope he... Uh, I hope he learned a lot from this and I hope that next year is going to be great for him. And he's going to be one of those guys they look, look forward uh, to seeing. I, I hope so as well, man. I'm, I'm rooting for him. Uh, so you want, so you want to look forward to Rockets versus Lakers? Yeah, man, go ahead. What, what, what are your thoughts on the Rockets Lakers? Simple. First two games have LeBron guard Harden. I don't know if there's anybody else you really need to worry about on the Rockets, honestly. Um, Harden doesn't get shots off. You do the same thing. You have uh, the brow keep leaking out and running the floor. I don't think the Rockets really have anything for the Lakers in this series. Now, should the Lakers choose not to start LeBron on Harden and, you know, throw green at them or something like that, then they might make it interesting. But I think the Lakers can get rid of the Rockets in five. So you're actually giving them a game. I'm going to, I'm going to give them a game because the Lakers have shooting issues, right? The Lakers have times when they just go cold and can't hit a jump shot. But Do you, you, you the, think if there's a game that they're going to get, you think is that game one? No, 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 no. They're too tired for that. They might get game Lakers will go up 2-0. They might get game three just because the Lakers can turn, you know, LeBron feels he could turn it on and off whenever he feels like, and the team will follow suit. Game three, maybe game four, but I don't think they get more than one game. 
out of this. I'm gonna tell you, you right now. Put, you could put LeBron at center. <laughs> you, you could. You could. I, I don't. I don't think you need to wear LeBron out like that. Um, I, I listen. I'm. I'm tell you right now, man. If Anthony Davis doesn't crush it, crush these dudes, um, I, I'm gonna have a problem with that. I, I really am. I, I'm not even talking about LeBron because LeBron's gonna show up, man. LeBron's gonna be, have his triple double. It all depends on how many points he's he wants to have. You know that that's to me that's a given. He, he's. He. I won't be surprised. He averages a triple double in this series. He should. If, if Anthony Davis is not doing some like 25, 27, and like 15 and with like four or five blocks, I'm going to have a problem because there is no one that can match up with him. And you know, this is, this is not Adams where he just kind of hangs out down low and all he could do is dunk. I mean, Davis can score at will. He could shoot the From two, the three. Any- the elbow, mm-hmm. uh, you know, baseline. I mean, you know, you're looking at one his unibrow, and unibrow's going one way, he's going the other way. I mean, he should, if he doesn't have himself a a series that, as a fan, if you're not even a fan of the Lakers, right? Because, you know, this is blasphemy here, but I'm not a fan of the Lakers. Even if you're not a fan of the Lakers and you're just a fan of playing ba- uh, of watching basketball and seeing a talented player like Anthony Davis. You're waiting for this, but you haven't seen this. You haven't seen any of this. He's usually hurt. He's been in New Orleans. He hasn't had that stage. He's had some good moments, but not this type of stage. He, apparently, he's healthy. He better go out there and dominate these fools because I'm going to have a problem with it. The only reason for him to not average 25 and 50. 25, 28, and 15 is the fact that they'll be so far ahead. That's different. That Dwight, yeah. that Dwight Howard will get a lot of burn. JaVel McGee. JaVel <laughs> McGee, Dwight Howard will get a lot of burn. Listen, the Lakers bigs, and I'm going to include LeBron in this, yes. are fast. They can get out and defend. Athletic. There's, you know, the Rockets as a team would have to shoot lights out. And we know that's just not going to happen. Right. You can throw quite a few people over at, uh, over at Harden. I think you just stop it right from jump. Have LeBron start off on Harden. Keep him out of rhythm. Um, and dominate. This This should be an easy series. We, we should be seeing some J.R. Smith. It, 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 there should be some Alex Caruso. There should be some JaVale McGee. You know, in fact, maybe they'll, maybe they'll bring back Avery Bradley for one game. Just <laughs> burst oh the bubble. Goodness. Come back to the bubble. Come back to the bubble. Um, so, listen. So, so is Deion Waiters gonna Deion Waiters gonna have a fifteen point game? Yeah, man. My, why? Might as well just put him as shooting guard. You know, I. You know what I want to see? I, I want. I want to see coaches go crazy and be like, "All right, Dwight, you're at center." Right, we're gonna put Javale at power forward. We'll go Anthony Davis at small forward. We're gonna put LeBron at the point guard, and then you can put uh, Deion Waiters at the shooting guard or whoever. You, you know, hey Jules, you want to play shooting guard? You go to the shooting guard and just kind of hang out and just see them all kind of put their arms out and just uh, and just look at everybody. I I, I want to be amused. I, I want to see some Listen, some crazy lineups. You joke about that, but guess what? That is a five. 
at least four out of five that can defend. They can get out there on the perimeter and defend, man. Yeah, why not? And say, okay, half, and, go ahead, Harden. No, go ahead. <laughs> go well, do your thing. I, I, there is no way. The Rockets get one just because. That's it. Rockets get one. Because you're being generous. Listen, all right. Yes. Let, I, I want to keep talking about the Rockets for, for another minute here. Uh, because to me, oh, wow. How are we going to remember the Rockets? Because the Rockets have made so many moves the last couple of years, right? The last couple of seasons, they've made so many moves trying to get over the hump that they've paid a lot of it for their future. And most likely, right? I'm not going to say 100%, mm-hmm. but we'll say most likely, they're not winning the championship this year. What is their future going to look like? Because even last year, and they've made a lot of moves, and, and they've got picks tied up. But when they got rid of Chris Paul, right? Mm-hmm. They gave up two first-round draft picks, 2024 and 2026. And they... um. They're going to be able to swap with uh, with the Thunder in 2021 and 2025, uh, the two picks. That's four pick. That's two picks they gave up, gave up Chris Paul, and the Thunder have the option of swapping their picks in 2021 and 2025. If this team goes down the gutter, those 2021 and 2025 picks are going to be high. So they're not going to be able to rebuild like that. What happens with this Rockets Rockets organization? Uh, they don't win this year, and uh, we we go through another season of the same old same old. Um, now let's think about this really quick. Let's look at the places D'Antoni has been and what's the aftermath, right? Oh, Phoenix. Boy. Here we go. Phoenix. Have they recovered? Uh, Phoenix is uh, Phoenix seems like they've been a lottery team for quite a few years, right? So I guess they didn't get rid of all the draft picks. Um, yeah, they, they're fine. That, they're finally they're they're finally trending up. They're finally trending yeah. on, on the upswing. Many many yeah. years until later. until a team uh, comes down and steals Booker. But yeah, exactly. Uh, let's go to the Knicks. Can't place all the blame on him because the Knicks are always dysfunctional anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. The, so the buck stops the with Knicks. Dolan, so I, I don't, exactly. I can't blame anyone because who knows okay. what's really going on. I think we're going to look at the Rockets as a failed experiment. That, um, that falls on Maury. That absolutely falls on Maury. So we look at them as, as a failed experiment. Yep. A team that will, at that point, I'm sure Westbrook will be gone um, in two years. I'm not sure where Westbrook will land. Who knows who will want him? I mean, I, I, w- strange, I wouldn't be surprised they get, they get rid of Westbrook, uh, Westbrook this year. I wouldn't be surprised. I guess I wouldn't be either. I mean, you know, sell high, right? This is a guy who's averaged, what, a triple-double two or three straight years. I don't he, know he, what the numbers were for he, this he's year. He's a but, freak. No, not this year. But he's a he's yeah. a freak. He's a freak in nature. Average a triple Average a triple double, two straight years, if not three, and still somehow be underappreciated. Yes. Incredible. Um, yeah, I think we look at them as a failed experiment. Uh, Dan Tony will get another job because that's what happens. But this is a run. Make no, you know, doubt about it. I believe this is a referendum on the small ball analytics uh, hooping that we've been seeing and. It's what D'Antoni kind of ushered in. And if it doesn't work yet again, yeah, uh, I think we see teams start trending back in the other direction, right? Cop, it's a cop. All these leagues are copycat leagues. 
you're going to look for someone now who can you're going to build a team that can hit the three but have someone who could hit the mid-range i think we'll stop seeing a lot of this open passing up on open layups and kicking it out for contested threes I think we kind of get back to a league where we put points on the board, right? You know, take the easy two as opposed to the contested three. Just in my mind, maybe I'm old, but that just seems to make sense. Listen, coaches overthink things, right? I'm going to make a football reference here. Bill Belichick. He'll play the Ravens one week and run the ball 40 times and then play the Chiefs next week and throw the ball 50 times. Right, And it all depends on matchups. But a lot of it also depends on personnel. Right, You cannot play the Golden State Warriors type of basketball unless you have a, a, a Steph Curry on your team, a KD on your team, you know, a Thompson on your team. Like you can't, you can't play that type of brand. So when you want to have a copycat league or say, hey, I want to go play ball just like they do, well, then go get the same personnel. Then go get those players because... You know, that's where we see these teams and it just looks, you know, disorientated. It's like, what is going on? You you know, this does this doesn't look right. You're not playing the way your team is fit and give credit to Oklahoma, man. You know, going back to, you know, series that we just saw, you didn't see that many threes. You know, they 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 played scrappy basketball and found a way to stay in these games. And uh, for D'Antoni. Listen, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say, man. I don't know what to say anymore. It's just, it's kind of the same old, same old. And shame on Maury for kind of falling into that and saying, no, I'm going to keep building this team. Oh, I want Westbrook. Or I want C- CP3. Or I want, hey, I'm not going to keep more. I, I have nothing else to mortgage. You know, he's mortgaged the house three times. There's nothing left. There's only scraps. So I, I don't. I, I think the Rockets' future. Um, unless somebody helps them out and and do them a favor and and listen, it might have to come down to you got to say goodbye to Harden. This might be the time to say goodbye to Harden and say, okay, maybe let me get get some first round draft picks for the next couple of seasons and get rid of Harden now. What, what do you think about that theory? If you know, if, mm. if the Rockets want to kind of go back and and start over and start over fast, you say goodbye to Harden right now. That's very interesting. And if you look at how they have mortgaged their future, wow, you've got to. Well, that's interesting. Um, but who, I, let me ask you a question. Now, with the NBA, you have to make it work, right? You have to make it salary wise and all that stuff has to work. We have to get the calculator out and figure out who would be a trade partner. Because if you, any team that takes Harden, they're going to have to dump a whole lot of salary as well. Yes. Who has those assets to make that happen? Um, well, it'll be interesting to see what ha- what happens with Anthony Davis. Picks, right? it, you definitely need draft picks. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Anthony Davis. Remember, he could go, he could leave after this season. Yes, he can. Right. So that to me, that's a, that's a story within its story. Um, you could think about, you know, maybe going to a team like Toronto. Have some draft picks. Have some young players. Uh, they're about to have to pay some guys um, if they want to. If they want to do something like that, you know, 
I don't think Boston would ever do it. They have three draft picks in this draft, and they're going to have to pay a couple guys too. I know Marcus Smart's making some money. Um, and uh, maybe just to get out of that money that they owe Harden and going into the future, you take on a Gordon Hayward and say, hey, give me your, give me this year's, next year's uh, top draft picks and you know make it a three or four draft picks and take on Gordon Hayward's because he's making no. some money. So, I, just, I just don't see that. I, I, I don't, I don't see, see it. I don't see I it from Boston. Him I, in Boston. I don't. Yeah. I don't see it from Boston. I agree, but it, it was something that we, you know, we sat down and kind of looked at it and say, okay, you know, let me let me look at everybody's rosters, you know, where where we want to go. But the whole point is, I think I think maybe it's time. You know, maybe it's time to say, okay, we love Harden. He's a great player. But this is not working, and we screwed up and gave away too much, and we have to get something back because if not, we're going to be bad for five, six, seven years. That, that's the thing. You're not looking at being bad for a year or two. They gave up too no. much of the future. 2025? And they're in the West. Oh, yeah. The West is seemingly always stacked. Always stacked. Always stacked. And, you know... Listen, Look, I, I was, if, I, I, if, if the Knicks had money, I would say the Knicks because they fools, so they would do it. I was just about to mention that. I, was <laughs> saying, I didn't want to talk Knicks here. I didn't want to talk about the Knicks, but don't they have? Don't they have the cap space? Don't they have the money to do this? Yes, they do. Yes, they do. <sighs> you, you, you get, you get <laughs> CP, you know, CP3 oh, ain't coming geez. then. CP3 ain't coming if that's the case. No, that's yeah, that's definitely not happening. You know, I don't think New York really. Ha- oh, okay, he did not. Jeez, James Harden in New York, huh? It, it listen, I, I, the Knicks would do it. The Knicks would do it because they they trying to get anybody to come. Because right now nobody's coming. Nobody's coming. Kemba didn't even want to come. Kemba was like, I thought about it, but I was like, nah, you didn't get nobody else. I ain't coming. Oh yeah, Kem- and Kemba's <laughs> from dope. New York. Kemba went to school in Manhattan. He went to high school there. He grew up. He played AAU there. Yeah, he he's a good AAU. dude. Well, he's a because he's a gaucho. He's a he gaucho. Oh, New York would have loved him, but you know, I think New York ball players kind of understand, you know, the pressures of playing in New York. And when you have an organization that's just not solid, look, Melo couldn't do it. Right? And, and Melo tried his dandest, but the Knicks organization just found a way to act that up. Hey, listen. Okay, now, this is interesting now because we go back to D'Antoni. I put some of the blame on him. I put some of the blame on him because well, that absolutely. whole insanity and everything else, like he didn't do anything like, hey, listen, chill. Let, let's, let's, yeah, great player, this, that, you know, but this is how we doing this. You know, he was just like, "Hey, man, Linsanity's doing his thing, man. Let's let's just kind of keep it going." And and obviously, we know that he was not a fan of Mello. Oh no, he was not a. Fan we of saw Mello, it in New York, and then we saw it when he went to Houston. We saw it in Houston, and I guess the thing that kills me is also that Phil Jackson clearly wasn't a fan of Mello. Phil no. Jackson went out of his way. To to disparage to cast dispersions cast on dispersions <laughs> on Mello. <laughs> my Stephen A. Smith. Right? Cast he went dispersions. Out, cast dispersions on Mello. He went out of his way to do that. Yeah. Um, to the point where Mello 
somehow got this reputation where he was out of the league for what a year and change. Yeah, nobody liked Mellow. They liked Hoodie Mellow. They liked Olympic USA Basketball Mellow. They did not like NBA Mellow. They did not. Go figure. But Portland loves Mellow. I really hope to God that he gets to stay in oh, Portland he, and they I, get I think, to run it back. I think if he wants to play, they they really embraced him there. The fans embraced him. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I'm on the West Coast over here, um, and without no Sonics, and that's a whole other argument. Um, the Portland games are the local games here. So the Trailblazers are on the local channels. Wow, okay. You yeah, know what I'm saying? That's, oh yeah, wow. And and Mello, you, you saw a lot of Mello, and Mello was just like, just fit, fit right in, like peanut butter and jelly. And and a lot of that has to do with Damian Lillard. Because he's one, he's, he's just, he's everything in a bag of chips. There's an old school reference there for uh, anyone uh, our age there. Uh. Well, I think <laughs> I, 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 I think I think both of them, despite their age uh, difference, have some old school sensibilities. Uh, I like Dame Lillard just the way he carries himself. I believe Melo carries himself in a very similar fashion. Uh, yeah, they, they, those two would just work. Honestly. And McCollum, listen, it's a great team. If you watch the team uh, night in, night out, or you know every other night, uh, they're great. McCollum, Lillard, uh, that whole team is just, they're supportive of one another. They lift each other up. They they say the right things. They, they do the right things. Um, they're, they're a fun team to root for um, because of all that. And you know, they're very talented, but they do a lot of things off the court also that you're very happy about. Let me ask you a question. When we talk about Portland and their and their chances, as talented as they are, when's the last time an NBA team has won a championship with such, with such a small backcourt? Wow, small backcourt. Well, Utah such didn't a, do it. You know, they had, no. they had, but you know, they also had the mailman, but you think about, you know, that backcourt, uh, that was a really small backcourt, uh, yeah, Kevin Stockton Johnson. And... Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Johnson, Kevin Phoenix Johnson State. and Phoenix. Right. And, uh, Dan Marley, Dan Marley was a little bit bigger, but he was toward the end of his career. Um, you know, they, they try to run like that. Um, it, I don't, I don't know that they're, I, they're missing, I'm... they're missing another piece. Um, I don't think that's happened since Detroit, the bad boys, right? Dumas and Isaiah. It was a different game also, man. You, you know, you got yes, to 80, was. you won. Like, you know, you hit 90, you got 90 points, game's over. You won by like eight Again. points. Like, it's just it's just a different brand of basketball. And also you're talking about two guys that played really well, that scored, that played defense, and also they, they brought in the microwave and Vinny Johnson. And when Vinny Johnson came over, that's when they started winning. That's when they really put it together because now you have Vinny Johnson coming off the bench. Uh, that was just a tremendous uh, team. You had uh, McGuire that came over from Dallas. That team mm-hmm. was stat. That team was no joke. That that yeah. team was rough shot. They had guys after guys. They had guys coming on. That, that's a tremendous team. So I, I guess I don't see how they necessarily get out of the West. You know, you, you look at the Clippers, big. Um, Lakers, if they stay together, are big. And just LeBron, period, end of story. Um, Dallas, the Mavs. I mean, if we could, if we'll get to the Mavs. Denver, big. 
they, Dallas big on their back. You know, long, big backcourt. It's, it's, they, it's they drafted it's Collins after the incredible um, Final Four that they that he had, and he was the wrong pick. He's a good kid. He's not as talented. He's always hurt. You know, and you look around the league and a guy like uh, Pascal Siakam, you know, you can get somebody like that to run with them. You know, someone that could get his, score, defend. You could find them in the draft. And I think if they could find someone like that, they'll be better off. And, and it, you know, then they could take that next step. But that's what it, it right now. It's just dumb dudes. And it's just too yeah. hard. It's just too hard. The center plays really well, but still, you, you can nullify him. You need... That Nurkic, You right? need that, yeah, yeah, Nurkic. You need that wing guy. You need that small forward, that power forward, that's athletic, that could get some points, could put up... He could put up a 20 at night. And now, now you got something cooking. I got, I got a question for you about, uh, about the Bucks. They're playing the Heat right now. And um, tough loss the other night with um, against the Heat. Mm. I I really hated the ending of that game, but it almost seems like the correct team won. And I even sound sounds weird for me saying that. I'm not even going to talk about the game. Giannis is a free agent after next season. Mm-hmm. There's something about this, and I want you to correct me. There's something about this that feels a little bit like LeBron and Cleveland that first go around. Where he just did not have enough pieces, started getting frustrated, and decided to leave. Look, it's very tough to attract talent some of these small marketplaces and it's it, it sucks right you get them in the draft and it's very tough to keep the talent that you have Giannis has said over and over again that he loves it in milwaukee that's where he wants to stay he's not interested in going anyplace else right that's the stuff that's come out of his mouth um milwaukee has you know signed his brother also right it's like yo right, your brother's here <laughs> oh, he he's got he's got a bunch of brothers. The, the Lakers team. got one of his brothers on the team. He's got he's got family everywhere. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's everybody's in the sweet everybody's state. a brother. He got he got he got family everywhere. You know, everybody's in the <laughs> and I think he's shown himself to be a dude who really, other than you know, caring about his teammates, he doesn't care about playing ball, teaming up with another superstar or something of the sort. I I just don't see it in him. I think he's one of these old school guys who wants to just get it. All right. You know, let let me guy. let me rephrase my question. I think he stays. Here we go. Does he allow himself for his contract to expire and hit the open market? Because they're probably Absolutely. Okay, so once that happens and Pat Riley walks in and throws rings on the table, and obviously I'm making a reference to the, to LeBron, once that happens and people start showing up at your door, um, it, it's different. You know, it's like it, it's different. If you can lock somebody in, 
You know, it's a little bit different. But if you're going to say, hey, I'm going to see, my preference is to stay. And I hope that Milwaukee does everything in their power uh, to come get me. But as per my agent, I'm going to see what's out there. Once that happens, hmm. All right. Well, look, we know Milwaukee can give them the most money, right? Yes. You have to, you know, you have to figure out if, you know, playing in someplace like Texas or Florida. They can also do a sign and trade if they know that they're going to lose him and they want to, they'll sign him and trade him, which we've seen in the past, in order for them Mm -hmm. to recoup something and not lose him for nothing. And lose him outright. Exactly. Right now, ending up in a place like, you know, Texas or Florida, you wonder, you know, with the tax implications, does he end up, does it end up evening out, right? Because Milwaukee can pay him the most, but after taxes, you know, it kind of differs. And then, look, this is a guy you wonder if he'll get lured in by the bright lights, right? He says he won't. Yeah. Says he wants to be in Milwaukee. Have to take the man by his word. This is a dude who didn't want any part in the Space Jam's movie. He's like, yeah, I'm not here to ball with y'all. I'm here to just get better and dominate. I, I think it's a smart move anyway because I think the, the the Space Jam is a classic. You shouldn't mess with it anyway. So I think that's just a good business decision. Anyway, I digress. Uh, but you know something, man. If they don't win, if they can't get past Boston. Then, then you, then you kind of have to wonder, right? They're not getting past Miami. Huh? My, my, yeah. I, I, they don't, yeah. they don't have the talent. Middleton, listen, Middleton is a good player. He is not athletic. The Miami got athletic dudes everywhere. Yes, they do. They've got dudes everywhere. Pat Riley knows the type of team he wants. We're gonna run. We're gonna match you up. We're gonna we're gonna be able to play defense, and you're not gonna be able to contain us. It's just too many athletic guys. The, the Bucks don't have it. They don't, and it starts at the at the guard position. They traded for the guard, and he's just not as good. He's just not as good. So really, for his skill set, Antetokounmpo, you know. He needs somebody there to be able to break down the defense, to 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 do other things, and then let him be that cutting guy, pick and roll guy, and do things like that. He can't be coming up, getting the ball at the top of the top of the three point line, and now he's got to create and go by four dudes and do some crazy reverse layup in order to get a bucket and then end up on the floor. It, it's too yeah, much. It, it, it's too much. It, it, <laughs> It is. Now, is it Eric, who's starting? Bledsoe. Uh, is Bledsoe. It Eric Bledsoe? Yeah. Okay, we know Bledsoe is tough. He's fast. He can get to the... I'm looking at He's coming roster. off the bench, man. That that dude should be coming off the bench. He should be coming off the bench. They've got a couple other guys. That it's just it's just not so who, so, as talented. Go ahead. So who's starting? George Hill? Um, no. I or, know, or Wes Matthews. Wes Matthews. Or is it Wes West, oh, West so Matthews. West, and West Matthews right. is not the same thing. Hill is not the same player. Matthews is West not, Matthews the, same is not player. the same player. And Maletso no. is not the same player. You know, no, all these no. guys got nice names. Bledsoe is not the guy from Phoenix. <laughs> no, he isn't. You know, Hill Hill has done his time. He's been a solid player. He is a guy that he should be, you know, on, you know, your starting five, he should be coming in eighth. 
you know, right around there, give, give a couple minutes, eight minutes, 10 minutes, maybe 12 minutes, depending on the situation. Anything more than that, you're asking a lot. These guys aren't those type of players anymore. Matthews yeah, hasn't been the same player since he got so. hurt. No, he hasn't. Dante, yeah. Di- that's another guy, Divincenzo. Uh, Divi- uh, Divi- ah, forget it. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Divincenzo, yeah, Divincenzo. That's not a, real. That is another dude that he, he made all his money off the off the finals and the final four in in Villanova, and they selected him. And there were other guys out there that they should have got for that team. You know, they got enamored with the performance and thought he was going to be this dude, and he's just not, or at least at this stage. At least at the because he's still a young guy, but he's just he's just not he's not. It, it's a it's a flawed team with a lot of nice names, but when you look at them, right? Just don't look at the roster. When you look at them on the floor, you're like these guys. They're just not athletic enough to run with Miami. You got one year left with Giannis. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think he's gonna be out. Starting, starting, yeah, starting exactly. rumors, starting beef. Twenty nine and fifteen. Oh, jeez. And Miami dominated them this season in the head to head matchup. I don't know what the numbers are, but I know that they've handled Milwaukee. And regardless, I, I, even if they got by the Miami, which I don't think they would, they're not getting by Boston. Then there you go. I, I had already looked ahead to Boston. And, they, they're, and they're not. They, they're not getting by Miami. Boston is going to be a seven game series. Absolutely. That, that they match up well. They're physical. They're tough. They're in your face. Both coaches are good. Both organizations are good. This is That's exactly what you want to see. Everyone thought it was going to be Milwaukee. Now, those are the two organizations, two teams with those type of rosters that as a fan, you're going to be entertained. I got to get some popcorn, go get myself a nice cold beverage, you know, uh, put my feet up, you know, and make sure that the, the, the kids are walking the dog. You know, I want to be left alone. You know, at halftime, I got the nachos ready. You know, you put the surround sound, I put the surround sound bar on. I make sure my bass is up because I want to hear the dribbles go, you know, and then I'm watching, I'm happy. That's the series that I want to see. Well, I think you're going to get it, and it's going to be a hell of one. I, I think the fun. Uh, all right. Listen, let me call this really quick. Uh, a Miami LA finals here. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, Miami LA finals. Well, who are the Clippers? I, I don't know. It's going to be the Clippers <laughs> or the Lakers yet. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ready to commit to that side of it, but. All right, we we got time, man. We 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 could we we could we could select that, uh, you know, week or week or so from now. We'll we'll uh, we'll talk about it as we get uh, closer and closer to the finals. Um, before we wrap it up, right? Seventy um, Sixers went out, really, just with the tail between the legs. Um, it, it was a really bad look. It was a I. It was a really disappointing look if you're a 76er fan to see the way they went out. Um, I know Ben Simmons wasn't um, with the team. He wasn't healthy. But um, I, I just, I, I was kind of, I was a little shocked by it because they didn't fight. I felt like they got punched in the mouth and they just kind of sat down and moped. They put their head down. They took the beating. 
and they grabbed their lunchbox and just kind of went home and left the bubble and and that was it. What were your thoughts seeing the 76ers go out the way they did? And what are your thoughts about the future of the 76ers um, going forward? Can Simmons and MB truly play together? Um, it, it's such a talented squad, man. A talented squad. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not a believer in Philly basketball. It's not a belief in Philly basketball. And they should be so much better. The process, you know, should have been paying off at this point. But, like, Embiid can't stay healthy. Right? Uh, yeah. Well, well the, the, elite, the process might won't. have looked really better if they would have selected uh, Jason Tatum instead of uh, Fultz. Right, I mean, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Right? Right. Are, are we talking about the process now? <laughs> I mean, like, what what are we talking about? You, you got to remember, they they trade, they made the trade and got a pick. They got Tatum and a pick because the Seventy Sixers went up and they wanted to get fault. They think about that. Think about that team. Are we talking about the process? If Tatum is on that team, so who's on the hook for that? Elton Brand. Man, was Elton Brand the GM when that happened? I, I, I was he. I mean, how long has he been there now? I mean, this was what is? It, are we going on four seasons, or that was just three seasons? This would be because that that right there. No matter what we what what happens, right? I thought that they should have kept uh, JJ Redick. I thought he was terrific for that team last season. And, and the way that team is constructed with Ben Simmons not being able to uh, score besides, you know, running and layups and things like that, not being able to have that shooter's touch and Embiid clogging up the middle. I thought guys like J.J. Redick was uh, instrumental in that team. And I thought that that's the way they, they should have kept going. It's kept getting those type of outside shooters uh, to put around them. And... Um, them not doing that, it's just, uh, it was tough. And then I forgot the, the kid out of uh, Half Hollow Hills um, that came back and, and they signed, oh my God, what's his name? Who was that other kid from uh, that's on the 76ers? He, he played in Long Island. Oh, yeah, 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 Harris, Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris, yeah, Tobias, them, that, that really hurt them. They spent the money on Tobias. Mm-hmm. And um, they thought that that was going to be it. And that didn't make any sense to me either because Tobias is just an average type of player. He, he's good on a different team. On this team, they need to spread the floor and have those shooters, and they didn't do that. And so I, I just thought, I just, I, didn't, I just didn't think it was the team was assembled the right way. It's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with Ben Simmons. If they keep the team together, I think you might have to move Ben Simmons, I don't know. You keep him at the point guard position. You can't move him to the shooting guard because he can't shoot. So I I don't, I don't know what to do with him. You got to get shooters. You, you've got to put shooters around him, and and say, hey, you know, you've got to, you guys hang out in the perimeter. I'm gonna break it down, and Beat's gonna be in the middle. Everybody else is kind of hang out, and when we get you the ball, get you the rock. You've got to shoot it. Besides that, they've, they've got to break it up. 
you got to move the guy with the biggest flaw there. And I, I think you're right. But look, before that, this is a team that needs a head coach, right? All right. So here you go. We, like go five, we go back. Five, we go back to the head five, coaches again. Yeah. Fire Brown. Um, Cassell. And a per, and a, Jackson. I've been I've been dying to see Cassell as a head coach. Uh, Jock Vaughn. Let him go to let him go to Philly. Let Vaughn go to Philly. I you think know, I think he, I think he'd be tremendous in that locker room. Uh, you know who they're not going to step over? Tyron Lue. It's like he's the favorite to get the job there. Did you see what I did there? Yeah. 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 Step yep. over. Yeah, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Homage. Uh, round of applause. No button there. Yeah. No. 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 Listen. Listen. <laughs> and, and 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 listen. Here, here goes the six degrees of separation. Right. It was their Philly seventy. You know, seventy sixes own guy. Right. Allen Iverson that did the step over. Yeah. That's there it. you go. There you go. So you've been uh, bringing it around. Yeah, I don't see Ty Lue there because, just because of that. I think Allen Iverson would veto it. <laughs> He's like, ain't no way you bring it in the Lakers. Allen Iverson is doing reenactments for that, for like, uh, you know, gambling commercials. I love it. over people in the bar. I love <laughs> it. No, I got to see that. No, no. No, dude. Yes. I love it. I'm not playing with what, you. One of my favorite players of all time, Allen Iverson. And you know, it feels like Philly's reincarnation of Allen Iverson uh, was Trey Burke. Kind of looks like him, plays like him, plays in the AIs. Someone else who they waived who seemed to have uh, hopefully got a really good footing in Dallas and they'll stay there. Uh, yeah, and also a uh, former Nick. Yeah. There's a lot of former Knicks, man. I don't know, man. There's a lot of former Knicks in the playoffs. They it's, all it's been some rough. sort of success. Hey, listen, the, the best team, the most fun team that I've seen, uh, I guess now we're going on, what is it, 21 years, was that Van Gundy team in 99 when they lost to San Antonio Spurs, when uh, the Spurs tanked to get Tim Duncan. They had Duncan and Robinson. Uh, going against, but um, Latrell Spewell, Spreewell, Allen Houston, Marcus Canby. I mean, that team was so fun to watch. Uh, is one of my favorite Knicks teams of all time. Can't really argue with that. That was a fun squad to watch. Man, fun but... squad. It is not the bruising yeah. Anthony Mason, Xavier McDaniels, Charles Oakley. No. Not not the, and listen, I've got love for those teams. But just to watch the way they played, they in in credit to Van Gundy, because Van Gundy changed his coaching style for that team. He adapted to his personnel where they played more of a running gun, lob city kind of uh fast pace. Uh, brand of basketball. So kudos to Van Gundy with that. But that that team was just so fun to watch. They had no business being there, and they just kept beating everybody. Yep. Well, I, I'm glad you got the chance to see that at some point in your life. Listen, now. man, don't don't bust back. my chops, man. Why you got to do that? I don't know. You, 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 you don't got to get cute with that, man. That, that's not fair, man. I, like like I, I don't got enough heartache, you know? I'm I don't so, got enough I'm, pain. Bro, I'm sorry, man. It's... <laughs> Man, I'm not going to be rooting for you and your KD and Kyrie next year <laughs> because misery loves company. Look, man, eighth pick in the draft. That's all I got to say. Is this God. even a deep draft for you? 
deep draft. No, man. Let's listen. Come on, man. You know, you get we got these incredible kids last year. The first two picks, we get the third pick, and we get you know non-athletic R.J. Barrett. And <laughs> <laughs> come on, man. Like, come on. You see guys like Donovan Mitchell and all these other guys just kind of going by the board. You know, you, you listen. I I didn't I don't have a problem with trading Kristaps uh, Porzingis, but you know you got him for like a bag of chips and like a new grape. Nothing against new grape. I like new grape, but you know you could argue new grape or Welch's, but that's all you got him for. And it's just like, come on, guys, what what are we doing, man? What, what are we doing? I don't know. I have I, I have no idea. You used the word we too loosely though. Right now. Look, we, you hey, listen, get, I'm, I'm a little French tonight. French. I'm a little French. Now, listen, you're, <laughs> we, we, you're, we, we. You're a, you are a New Yorker at heart. Therefore, when it's time to place blame or defects, it becomes y'all's. Y'all's, right? yes. <laughs> like, yo, like, what's your man doing? What's y'all's over there doing? Yeah, yeah exactly. No, all the time. All the time. Yeah. Not we. I'm not, we, even, not. I'm not even faking the fun. <laughs> Man. Not we. So right now the Knicks, it's like, yo, what's your people's doing right now? No, man, that's y'all, y'all. What y'all oh, doing? Can you over go there? Go, them. go go tell Dolan to put his guitar down, <laughs> and uh, you know, uh, at least get out of the way. <laughs> at least at least get out of the way, man. Oh my lord, the pain. <laughs> Joe Beningo, the pain. That's exactly what I feel. Uh, just thinking about the Knicks, um, and it's tough, man. You're being a fan and. You can't watch them. They they've been unwatchable. I mean, yeah, there's just no there's nobody there to watch. There's there's just Mitchell Robinson has the most talent on that team athletically, and so that's the only you you you're hoping for some lobs, some dunks. Besides that, there's nothing else. It's just basketball. You know, it's just not exciting. It's just basketball. Yeah, all right, come down, shoot, jump, all right, lay up, maybe a dunk here or there. It's just not exciting. And uh, I'm well, I'm just frustrated about it. Well, th- does the Tom Thibodeau uh, style of basketball you think that's gonna make them exciting at all? No, no, not at no. all. Um, no, I, I I think the whole uh, Tibbs uh, era is maybe about ten years too late. I think if you wanted exactly. to make, you wanted to make Seems that like move, you you should have done it a long time ago. Um, I was hoping that they would get younger and um, have someone that's more relatable. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler got the hell out of uh, Minnesota, you know, and uh, and also with Chicago, he he had enough of Tibbs. So it, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know who's going to run his offense. You know, maybe they could they could find somebody to run a a faster pace kind of brand of offense. But you know, uh, you had Towns. You know, you had a bunch of guys in Minnesota, and you know they they uh, they couldn't deal they couldn't deal with him anymore. And there's a reason why no. he didn't have a job. And we talk about all of these different um, coaches that are out there, you know. And I mean, you know, throw some money at Jay Wright. Do like some, like even if you didn't want to do a, a retread of coaches, but you know, Tibbs, to, a little too late. It's just too late. I, I would listen. And then at the same time, if you would have told me that we could have got Van Gundy back, I would have been on board because I think Van Gundy's in touch with today's players. I believe so too. I'm right there with you, yeah. but. Uh, there are other reasons I think outside of basketball why Van Gundy is just happy being in the booth and not coaching anymore. Uh, I'm sure he would have had his shots and chances. And for whatever reason, I think he's having a lot more fun 
Well, he's doing and, USA basketball, right? I mean, was it the seventeen and under, or or something like that that he's been coaching? So he's yes, been he's, he's been taking care of that itch. But I, I I think I think more or less dealing with owners like Dolan will kind of leave a bad taste in your mouth, and you don't want to deal with that crap no more. Agreed. Boom. All right. <laughs> On that note, now that I'm totally depressed. All right, let's wrap it up, and. Uh, We'll uh, we'll touch base and get talk about some more basketball. See what happens uh, coming up. We'll see if the Bucks are, are are going to be done. We'll see what the the Celtics finishing the Raptors, the Nuggets Clippers um, series has started. Um, Nuggets were down three one, found a way to come back in in one of the great great series um, that was played throughout these playoffs. So we we've still got a lot more to talk about. But for yeah, we'll see if it. Go ahead. Oh, see if the Nuggets are out of gas, right? I mean, they lost tonight, so see if the Nuggets. Uh... Yeah, I expected I expected them to lose tonight. I mean, when Murray after, in the post game was like, "We play in two days." <laughs> if you caught oh, the wow. post game against Utah, right? They were like, "Hey, congratulations, uh, hard fought series." Um, in fact, Murray and uh, Mitchell had the exact amount of points. I forget what that number is, like two fifty six, something like that. They wow. they scored the exact amount of points in that series, and he was just like exhausted. And then they said, "Yeah, you know, you know, you're playing the Clippers on on uh, Thursday night," and he was like, "What?" He's like, "We don't even get two days off." No, brother, you got one day off. Suck it up, Buttercup. You're going in. So once he said that, I was like, they're done. There's no way they're winning game one because they're so, so spent. So if if you saw the way the Clippers came out and attacked them defensively, I, I they heard that and you. They're yeah, like, yeah, you know what? I'm no. telling you, if I was Doc, I'd be like, run, run, run. <laughs> Just don't. Pressure, run. Yeah, yeah. Pressure. Yeah, exactly. So I, I'm telling you, when, as soon as I heard that, I was like, I know if I'm coaching. And I heard that. I know that they're exhausted. Don't, don't give them a chance to catch their breath and start slow, man. Just, yeah, I, you know, you just keep throwing lineups out there. Pull your guys out every three minutes and just keep throwing bodies at them. Just, well, just wear they, them out. So, Lake Lakers are gonna do the same. Yeah, well, Lake, they, yeah, Lake, Lakers are gonna do the same, baby. I love it. All right, buddy. <sighs> Brother, it's thank good, you very much. It's good to talk to you, man. Uh, we, are you oh. at the NBA tomorrow? Where you at? Uh, no, tomorrow I am actually uh, very early tomorrow. i got some uh, Yahoo Finance. So I'll be working from home tomorrow morning, making some breakfast uh, for the little one while working. Nice. And uh, then just afterwards, just heading to the park and playing with like a uh, propulsion rocket with my daughter. Oh, nice. All right. So uh, don't blow up vinegar. anything. Nah, you know, vinegar, baking soda, you know, clear. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like fun, man. Uh, thanks for staying up uh, so late, and uh, I'll talk to you, all right? Always a pleasure, brother. Thank Take you. care, Jules. Take care. All right, bye. That was Jules Jock, uh, sports producer, uh, Master Square Garden, NBA, and uh, a bunch of other affiliates. Uh, you name it, he's done it. He's done international games. Um, NBA games uh, editor director directing games uh, we've worked together uh, numerous times on different events and different sporting events um, someone that has been with basketball for a long time so it's always great to get him on and just have a fun segment right I mean this is what we do right Yeah, you know you talk sports you're, you're a fan you know you, you share opinions you agree you disagree you know you, you get frustrated as a fan as I uh, truly express um, with the Knicks 
but more importantly it's spending some time having great conversations talking with good friends you haven't seen in a long time and really enjoying the fandom of being a sports fan so I appreciate spending uh, some time with us and uh, hope you enjoy it and we'll talk to you thanks for listening to NYC we're out